Welcome back to another episode of The Trekway. Uh, my name's Trevor. Uh, flying solo today. Gray can't uh, join us. Uh, this will just be a quick uh, review of Season 3, Episode 1 of Star Trek Lord X. Um, just what I liked, what I disliked, some of the general points within the episode. Apologies for the late upload of this. Uh, we weren't able to uh, do one uh, sooner than that. But episode two should come quickly over this weekend as well, which is great. Uh, if we recall from the end of season two, uh, Captain Freeman was arrested for uh, blowing up um, blowing up a planet uh, on, on Packlet. Um, she'd obviously been framed. Uh, the Cerritos was uh, impounded, and that's all we knew. And it ended like that. We um, Open up see, uh, season three with Beckett uh, having a conversation with her old man, uh, not happy about the situation. She is stuck on Earth, hasn't spent much time there. She's not really a happy bunny. She's throwing things about his office, not happy whatsoever. Uh, and her, uh, her her dad, the, 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 the admiral, the dadmiral, if you like, um, is... Uh, tra- tra- trying to tell her to calm down and uh, see some of Earth, which she doesn't really see much of. We then pan to uh, Boimler on um, uh, a wine grape picking farm, uh, a vineyard if you want. Um, This was hilarious for me because Boimler was getting hit on by ladies left, right and centre. Some of the comments they made were absolutely hilarious, but He's either too stupid or he doesn't care that he's been hit on. He just pat, uh, knocks back the suggestion one after the other. It, and it's not wine he's making, it's dried raisins, essentially. He wishes he was making wine, but his family business is a bit of a uh, of, of a pale comparison to uh, Picard's uh, uh, vineyard, which is clearly a rip-off. Uh, but I, I, I love that scene. I did love that scene. Boimler's having a conversation with Beckett about, uh, you know, the status quo, uh, what they're going to do to uh, prove the captain's innocence. We then take a little trip down memory lane to Cisco's restaurant. That put a smile on my face um, to see this back in there. No sign of Captain Cisco or uh, Cisco's father. Um we don't know if he'd passed on at this stage in, in the series, so we don't see any of them, but still a nice nod at the same time. The the the, <clears throat> the instance are all having a conversation about how to uh, prove uh, the captain's innocence and get her out. At this whole time, Boimler's um, having some uh, 
<laughs> some sauce called Ketracel White Sauce. This whole time, Beckett's talking to him. He's going brighter and brighter red to the point where uh, right at the end, is there a green, a plan of action? He kind of almost passes out. I found that amusing. You know, just little Easter eggs like that. Uh, their plan is they want to be able to beam up to the Sutros so they can uh, hijack it and start their plan of trying to prove the captain's innocence. They go to this old transporter chief. I don't know if he's a chief, but he's certainly a, a transporter officer. He's called Dennis. And he's a he's a proper uh, old school character. The, the 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 plan is that Beckett and their allies are going to um, take him out uh, and then um, use the transporter, beam up to the Cerritos, and uh, Bob's your uncle. Just as they're about to hit him in the back of the head and take him out. He gives some sob story about his wife passing away and Beckett stops from, from hitting him in the back of the head. But he's 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 not smart. He he accuses people of coming in just to use his transporter um, and he pulls the phaser on him. But they pull the theatrics and, and they start the crying and he, he can't, no, no, I'm, I wasn't going to stun you, I promise. Puts the, the weapon down um, and then after that... Um, they talk about using the transporter, but he says it can't be used. There is a life form going through the solar system at the time, uh, right over Earth. Um, they look like pink blob things is the best way to describe it. Uh, and it's stopping transport. There's always an inhibitor of some sort in the show that stops transport. And this time it's alien life forms. Um but Beckett has a plan. She says, right, look, why don't we... Uh, you can't take us to the Sutos. You can beam us somewhere else on the planet. So next thing, the queue, uh, the trip to Montana. Uh, and reason being, if you remember, it was first contact, set of first contact. Uh, you get the theme track from Star Trek First Contact, which is one of my favourite... Probably my favourite of the next-gen movies, actually. Uh, the theme music's in full flow. Uh, it's a theme part made up of the Phoenix Hall, uh, the Vulcan ship that landed, uh, and basically this it's a theme park. So the Phoenix is actually going up, as in it's a perfect replica. It's uh, it's a proper rocket uh, going up into space, and they're going to basically hijack this uh, this vehicle and uh, use it to get to Cerritos. Uh, I believe now we go to the actual um, ship itself, the Phoenix, and this is great. It pointed this out to me. There was lots of shops and, and drinks and snack venues, and one of them uh, was a, a drink called, uh, or at least a drink venue called First Contact. If you get, if you if you get where I'm coming from for that, I, I like that. It was a little little funny Easter egg, little nod there. Um, they get on the queue to the Phoenix ride and they try to get it to themselves but a guy called Ga- Gavin sneaks in <laughs> we've got this guy on on board with us now, we're kind of stuck with him um, and then a hologram appears of the other one James Cromwell, Zephyrin Cochran and I thought this was brilliant I uh, we he couldn't return enough in, in previous seasons and movies and stuff, uh, even though he plays such an important character. I don't know if he didn't want to come back or he couldn't come back or both. 
Uh, you saw brief highlights of him at the start of Star Trek Enterprise. He filmed some scenes, I think, remotely, but never came on set, which was a shame. So it was nice to see him back, even if it was just voice acting. Um, he's a hologram. Um, he's in the cockpit. He's going to take them up. Um, at this stage here, <laughs> the the ship actually fires up with Gavin at the back, not prepared at all. Absolutely crap in his pants. Um, and then the ma- magic carpet ride music comes on again. And now I absolutely love that. Uh, that just reminds me of Star Trek First Camp all the time. Every time I hear that 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 music, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, the guys get up into space. They hijack it. Uh, they warp to uh, instead of warping to wherever they're going to warp to. Um, they warp to the Cerritos, which looked like it was past the moon, just in its own little solo space space dock. Uh, they get themselves uh, to the Suritos. Um They dock. They get on board. Uh, Gavin says, "Though no, I'm staying. I'm staying on the Phoenix." He takes it away, but he he makes a bit of a of an idiot of it, and he, he can't obviously pilot it. You just see the, the the Phoenix going all over the 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 place, and then eventually warping away somewhere. We don't know what happens. Supposedly, uh, Gavin at this stage. Now, their plan is they need to get Boimler's logs, personal logs, because Boimler's got a habit of um, taking the captain's logs and then adding his own comments or logs onto them, which is a bit bizarre, but that that's Boimler. We know what he's like at this stage. He he adds random comments in, which I had a little chuckle about. Uh, as in, I laughed out loud a little bit of work, which I probably shouldn't have done. Uh, he needs to really stop. No, he was caught. Sorry, sniffing the captain's chair again. <laughs> Just, I no words, no words, and uh, bit of constipation and how he's struggling to fart. So this is Boimler and his random comments. Uh, we love Boimler's randomness, but the captain's personal logs are in there as well, and these personal logs are going to prove her innocent somehow. Um. They're about to take the logs. They go back on to... Uh, they go to the shuttle bay, jump on a the shuttle. They're about to take it away, but Beckett has other di- uh, ideas. She locks them in the ship um, into the shuttle and says she's going to have to take the suitors herself to try and get her mum out of out of prison. Uh, even though they have a plan, she's just going full Beckett, uh, as she normally does. Um, she goes back... Takes control of the Cerritos. The guys are sent away. The ensigns are sent away in the uh, shuttlecraft. Uh, and then um, <laughs> then you get Beckett absolutely properly stealing the Cerritos out of dry dock. The the, the dry dock officer saying, I don't didn't realise the, the ship was supposed to be out of dry dock today. The other one confirms, no, it's not. And then I just love how the officer just casually just pushes the red alert button. Just casual as you like goes off, um, which um, alerts security. But this um, this whole time, we've still got the shuttlecraft. Um, we've still got the shuttlecraft on course to go back to Earth, but they managed to override it and actually change where Earth is. Uh, sorry, where home is supposed to be instead of Earth. It's the Cerritos. They're coming in 
hot and heavy then on the Cerritos after uh, rerouting the the path because the navigation system still, still thinks it's going towards Earth, can't compensate for the speed. So they go into the shuttle bay pretty hot and heavy, kind of crash a little bit, turn upside down, but they're okay. Um, and then we we, we see the all the, the, the ensigns down in uh, the shuttle bay. Um, the, uh, the alien life forms have managed to uh, get on the ship uh, and they're actually absorbing some of the carbon off it to replicate. Uh, this whole time, they've got a kind of plan of trying to uh, tend to the security officers that have now uh, beamed on board that they're going to uh, try and save these alien life forms. Um, and there's a, a point where you think they're no, maybe not going to make it, but they manage to bluff their way past the security officers. Um, this whole time, while they're interacting with the alien forms, they're getting shocked constantly. They're not saying more than two words and zap here and zap there. Um, <laughs> poor instance, uh, getting a hard time of it, uh, as usual. Um, the, the security officers are going to let them off of it, but they say, you know, uh, you know, who you wouldn't you wouldn't be doing this yourself? You wouldn't be mad enough. At it. Surely a captain signed off on this, or an off, uh, officer of rank and is signed off on this. Who who is it? Who who would it be? They're like ah, uh, you know, cut off guard. And then just uh, as the proverbial's about to hit the fan, um, Captain Freeman comes back. He walks through into the shuttle bay, um, and. It was a bit surprising to see her, considering she was supposed to be in jail. She gives the story of what happened. Uh, essentially, uh, an elite security team went down to Packlead Planet uh, to find out really what was going on. I'd imagine it's their B team. Uh, Packlead's not been the most intelligent, means you're, you've not got the top recruits. Saying that, though, you did actually see a couple of cameos, although they weren't voiced. Uh, Tuvok, you saw him, which was amazing. You saw uh, Captain Morgan Bates, uh, Bateson, uh, if you recall, that was uh, played by Kelsey uh, Grammer Fraser back in the day. From Fraser, sorry. Um, I, but no voice part for these guys. It was great. Credit to Gray, he pointed out the Bateson part. Um, you see an Akira class ship at one point taking down the pack led uh, ship. Um, don't know which ship it was. I don't recall any registration. It was just disappointing to not get any uh, actual voice uh, acting from uh, Kelsey Grammer or um, or uh, Tuvok, um, which was really, really disappointing because, you know, were they asked to come back? Maybe they would have said, yes, you don't know. Maybe Avery Brooks would have come back. He was asked, who knows? Uh, but at least we saw their faces, which is better than nothing. Um, the pack lids trying to be dumb as usual are trying to were trying to frame Freeman because they were wanting to basically have their uh, their capital blown up so that the Federation would move them to a more res- resource rich planet. Obviously, his um, plan has failed massively because they're dumb. Uh, Captain Freeman's not happy at this stage she's, she's sick of her, her daughter messing up her latest incident of stealing the Cerritos was uh, enough for her 
She obviously loves her daughter, you can tell. Um, she can't kick her at a Starfleet. Uh, but she knows one person who potentially could and puts her daughter's hands into the, the the care of none other than Commander Ransom. And it was good to see him back. Um, it's basically a final warning. Commander Ransom walks on uh, with Beckett going, no, anyone, anyone apart from him. Commander Ransom then just literally turns around with a brilliant one-liner, just says, I'm your mama now. Uh, the last scene of this episode is, uh, which I like, I like how they finish this episode sometimes. Uh, we actually catch up with the broken down Phoenix ride. Uh, it's been rescued and supposedly repaired, but the uh, the, the the engineers, the security officers, uh, are trying to get Gareth out of the ship, but he's a bit irate. He's not wanting to leave. It's his ship now, uh, and no one else's. Now, like I say, a good seven out of ten. This episode, it was it was nice to see it um, uh, come back with a decent uh, outing. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't an amazing episode, but it wasn't poor either. Uh, a couple of Minor notes that uh, Gray gave to me was he felt there was maybe too many Easter eggs in these uh, episodes, uh, and I can partially agree with him. I like I think these days there's far too many Easter eggs put in into things for the sake of it. Maybe just put in a dozen or so really good ones um, and leave it at that instead of every other thing being a, a Easter egg. But the ones I saw, certainly the bigger ones, I really really enjoyed. Um, and also another thing to note as well was, I guess Lord Dex is a bit different. Again, another point from Gray. He wasn't entirely happy that um, the way they treat death and destruction uh, on uh, uh, Lord Dex. Um, he thinks really that sometimes some shows can be a bit too callous with it. Uh, but particularly Lord Dex... Uh, the security officer uh, Shaxx, the way they handle um, his death was one exception uh, that he, he loved, the fact that they just they kind of passed it off like you know, we can't tell you why, you couldn't handle the truth if we told you why uh, which I never, never really thought about it but Grey is spot on it's, it is a very good point uh, it's an animated show Characters die and come back. I guess we got to treat it a little bit different, to be honest with you. Um, I love Shaq's favourite character of mine. Uh, but after, overall, let's say 7 out of 10. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll, we'll probably wrap up here. Uh, I don't want to go on too, too long. Uh, we'll try and get episode 2 review out over the weekend. Uh, I think we've got about 9 episodes to go, so we'll, we'll Catch up very, very soon. Uh, thank you for your patience of the video being late. Uh, usually the review episodes won't be too late. Uh, but till the next way, take it easy. Bye-bye.